Discord. Bam, we're live. As soon as we go live, I lost you. Is that my connection or your connection, Susa? Uh, I can hear my you. My connection or your you. connection? I can't tell. I have you fine on my end. I'm at a hotel. People are just w- waking up and sucking down the bandwidth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. shit. It says I have one one bar on my Wi-Fi. That's not good. Damn. I'll move over to this table. Holy smokes. This is not a good sign. This is not how it... I promise you, you guys, we tested this out yesterday. I was going to say, we tested it multiple times in different locations and everything worked great. Okay, I have two bars at this table. Let me switch to that table. You can hear me good? I can hear you, yeah. Good morning, everybody. I am not at home today. Um, I'm doing the show because I'm an obsessive compulsive freak and I can't go three days without doing a podcast. Thanks for checking in. I'm at the Hilton Universal in Los Angeles, home of the masked, home of the obese. I swear, I walked into this place. I felt like I was in a sci-fi novel. No shit. No shit. Everybody is masked, except me and my wife and my kids. And everyone is like, there's five-year-old kids here that outweigh me. It is nuts. Los Angeles is such a trip. When you, like, I live in California. It's like, it's, 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 um, you know, it's new world order. It's fucking, you know, it's, it's, it's the woke cap, but, but yet yep. you can go to these big cities like LA and it's even more woke. It's even more sick. It's even more obese. It's even more, it's so bizarre to me. It seriously feels like a really bad, uh, sci-fi novel. And, and you didn't really think it get worse than Berkeley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, it, it, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't spend much time in Berkeley. I'm in Santa Cruz, and because of the beach, people don't really wear masks where I hang out. Um, but uh, barbelljobs.com. Listen, people in LA, you guys, there's no amount of masks that are going to help you. You guys are fucked. You guys either need to lose a hundred pounds a piece, or you're fucked. Like, like this is just the beginning. I remember Greg saying that you do not want to be get sucked into the hospital system at all because they're not going to have the resources to take care of you and they don't it yeah. doesn't matter COVID i feel started. like the medical our uh, medical like framework here the medical system is almost uh, similar to the prison once you're in once you're in that system maybe you are in you yes. are uh, you are there you are theirs and um you're drowning you drowning yourself in some turkey lips today i'm, I'm going to uh uh, my wife's family's house. Um, she, uh, she has some hardcore Orthodox Jews in her family, and they have this huge family of like six kids. And I love those kids. They they kind of I mean I don't know any Amish people, but they kind of remind me of Amish people, like the way they dress, just how wholesome they are. And anytime they're in town, they're visiting from Las Vegas. I like to get my kids with their kids because they're just they're just good people. You know, they have like crazy good values, super Jewy smart, super playful great boys that like to wrestle and shit. So I heard that, um, we're going to, uh, we're going to their, their, my wife's aunt's house, whose kids are the Orthodox Jews. And I guess everything has to be kosher. They said kosher food tastes like shit, but I mean, when you eat like me, probably every, everything tastes good. I just eat like (laughs) meat and veggies. So I did have a drink last night at the hotel, uh, by the pool. I had a, jalapeno something i told him to leave out all the agave i had one drink and uh i got super drunk in like 10 seconds and i hated it i hated it 
<laughs> really? Oh, dude, it was stupid. I like, I regretted drinking it the second I drank it. Uh, I know. I had a couple of these uh, seltzers last night myself. Hard seltzer. Um, where the fuck is Josh? So Josh and I are going to be starting, which Josh and I are going to continue the podcast without Matt. I'll talk about that on the show when Josh comes on. Uh, we had a hiccup in the plan. We were supposed to do it on uh, Friday. And, uh, but he got confused. He thought that was the show that we were doing with Aljamain Sterling, the bantamweight uh, UFC champion, 135 pound guy who uh, beat Peter Yarn. And uh, Josh's life is super busy right now. So we just had a, a miscommunication. Hopefully we'll get it up and going. He's super into it though. He's super into the podcast. So um, that's that. I wanted to talk about uh, LeBron James this morning. I saw that um, he was looking for a job at barbelljobs.com. Uh, I thought that was really cool um, because he probably should switch professions. He needs a little bit of humility. By the way, we don't have a call-in number today because I couldn't bring my uh, – I bought a portable board so you guys could call in, but I couldn't get it to work. So instead, I've pinned a link to you chiming in on the show. Um, at the top of the YouTube comments. And if you click that link, you'll pop up in the waiting room of our uh, live stream. And then I can click you in and we can see you and talk to you. Um, I know a lot of you guys talk because you just want me to abuse you and make fun of you, but I don't have a lot of, uh, a lot of that to me this morning. I'm doing very kind uh, this morning. Anyway, so, yes, Thanksgiving. So anyway, so basically the, there, was a, there was a game last night and there were some fans in the front row just sitting there on the floor. And I guess they were holding up a picture of LeBron James and who was crying. And, um, oh, this is going to be tough. <laughs> this is going to be tough. This is going to get really weird, really fast. Hold on. I got it. I got a movie. Again. Holy shit. Where can I go? <laughs> what if I did the whole? What if I just go over here and do the whole show standing? It's a tour. I think we're gonna go. A nice hotel, sir. Can I just stand here, sir? Can I just stand here for a few minutes? Yes, sir. Am I am I in your way here? I'll just stand. I just stand. I work out. I'm good. I'm like you. I'm strong. Alrighty. What is that? Back? Are they like breaking glasses behind you or what? Is this, is this the for the restaurant for the buffet? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh man, this is gonna be a long show. Third third position. Uh so so basically so so the fans were on the side and uh and they were holding up a poster of they had a picture of LeBron and he was crying, right? And they were making fun of him, I guess they were holding it up. And they had this picture where they had tears coming down LeBron's face. Basically, they were making fun of him for being a crybaby. And what a great opportunity for someone as popular as LeBron to take that, grab it, hold it up, show the stadium, introduce the people. And and, and basically, he has all the power. Right. He's the biggest name in the sport. Like, 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 and I know it's easy for me to say just from my fucking piece of shit podcast that I fucking can't even get going right here at the fucking lobby of the Hilton to talk shit about him. But, um, man, uh, the people in power really need to make the first step to like close the gap. I, 
I get it. I get it. You're a woke motherfucker. You fucking hate black people. You hate white people. You hate fucking everyone. I get it. But just make incremental steps to close the gap. Like, incre- like I get it. I get it. You really, really, really want to oppress the black man. You really want to keep spreading that victim mindset. You keep, yeah, I get it. But just in that moment, you can, you can embrace your haters and show the whole world that you're bigger than that. And the reason why it's important to do is because that's who you really are. That's who we all really are. None of us are truly haters. When we're hating, we're faking. When we're hating, we're faking. Everyone who's hating is faking. And you got you to get worried about people like, like some, some, of, some of the heroes out there who are doing the fighting, like the Tucker Carlson's or, 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 or the woke motherfuckers like Joe, Joy Reid. At some point, they got to come back and they got to go to the love. They got to get back to the love. Why didn't Nicole Carroll resign with the Glassman fall? That is a good question. And if I go there, that would be almost like going nuclear. And I'm not sure if Thanksgiving is the morning to go nuclear. I really like Nicole. I don't want to go fucking nuclear. Libtard. Uh, that way, I'm just reading comments. I'm not calling you Libtard for asking that. <laughs> Sterling was losing the fight. That is, yeah. Yeah, that, that's. I don't want to talk shit. He's gonna be a guest. Uh, so, uh, Sevon doing the most. So, so basically, I just imagine LeBron taking that picture, embracing those people. Instead, what he did, he called the referee over and tattled on them and got them kicked out. And all that does is make people who hate LeBron hate him even more. And so, what you're doing is, is you're propagating hate, you're propagating negativity. And I just think if you can. Um, if just one person today flips you off or yells at you or this week, if you can close the gap and just say sorry and be more humble than the next guy, trust me, you'll always feel better when you do that. You'll always feel better when you take the high road. There's never a time you won't feel better when you take the yeah. high road. He's got the wrong people around him too. He's got a bunch of yes, yes men around him. You know, nobody's gonna, He's got nobody who has integrity there that says, hey, LeBron, why don't you go this direction for once? You know what I mean? Why don't you Why don't you – but stem the olive branch, meet the people in the center, talk about synergy, talk about love and peace, rather than just spreading all the polarizing hate all the time when you have such a huge influence over the way people would behave, such a huge influence over that culture. Pathetic role model. Pathetic. Yeah. So look at look at Craig Wright. He writes, LeBron's a bitch. I totally agree. LeBron's a bitch. But if I'm in the front row and I'm going, LeBron, you're a bitch, and he comes over and puts his arm around me and goes, come on, buddy, I love you, he kisses me on the head. He melts me like butter. Dude, he of a life. melts me like butter, and I put my tail between my legs, and I'm like, oh, my God, LeBron. And you're a fan so, for life. So, and you're a fan yes. for life. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. And, and, that, and that's what I'm talking about. Can you talk more about yeah. why you don't like catching? Another perfect – geez, this is – is this the uh, same guy who wants to know about uh, Greg and uh, – No, 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 um, different. Different. Wow. You guys yeah. really want to get the hate rolling this morning. It's not that I, I don't – it's not that I don't like catching. It's just that she's a woke fool. It, 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 that has nothing to do. I, I, I actually, um, I actually think she's quite amazing. I think she's uh, beautiful. I think she's a fantastic athlete. I find her um, charming and present beyond belief. Um, I think she is charismatic, um, but uh, she's just woke as fuck. And and I have no tolerance for that. By woke, I mean she she spreads the hate. She lies. What she says that. She, she says things that come out of her, just like LeBron. Basically, woke means that like you say things like anti-racism or anti-vax. There's no such thing. There's, there's, there's no such thing. Th- that, that's just word, word fuckery. There's people who are pro-vaccine. 
the rest it's just it's just it's just word fuckery it, it's um it's these people who claim that they're for, they're not against or these people that claim that they don't like racism and yet they keep it alive imagine if you spent your whole life standing on a rock screaming there's no such thing as bigfoot all you're doing is keeping Bigfoot alive. And that's what these people are doing. And they don't realize that. They're, they, they, and I know that they don't realize it either. They've been tricked. They deceive themselves. And Katrin's one of those people. And basically how she did it to me, how it affected me was there was an article in the New York Times and there was a paragraph in there that depicted me com- with just complete fucking um, uh, lies and uh, deceit and mis- misconception misrepresented me. And, uh, and she reposted it on Instagram. And you know what? She probably doesn't even remember. Who the fuck am I? But she did that. And so I told the story. And I told the story of the New York Times uh, author, Kathleen Rossman, who wrote it. And I spent about two weeks just beating it down. But don't, but, but don't talk shit about me about not being at like uh, – I spent 15 years um, believing that women uh, – push, pushing women in the sport. And not because they were women, just because that's what I did. And then now you want to say I'm a misogynist or I don't like women or that when I talk about their menses that I'm a fucking creep. How about fuck you? You're the one who hates women. You're the one who finds women's menses disgusting. You're the one who finds women's bodies disgusting. Meanwhile, Katrin's over there posing naked for fucking ESPN, but I'm talking to Stacey Tovar about her fucking menses. But I'm the fucking bad guy. Eat a dick. How's that casual? But don't say I don't like her. That's you reading into it. I love her to pieces. She's an amazing human being. What she year put her arm the, around me and, and, and my, she put her arm around me. I'd not like butter. Go ahead. Sorry, Matt. What, what year was the first year that you did uh, the behind the scenes? 2013? Uh, no, I, I, 2009. I mean, really? Oh yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Really? So, 2009. I mean, I bit 2009. It was a, it was a 13 hour blend. I basically, uh, I wanted to make a DVD box set that was similar to the tour de France where it was a behind blend of the behind the scenes and the actual events. And that's in the CrossFit journal. I know most mm-hmm. of you guys haven't heard of it. When um, so you have to be offended by shit to be woke. You couldn't do what I do. You can't have fucking um, you can't have fucking Kate Gordon, super hot, super buff chick, telling you that she doesn't date fucking short guys that she thinks Josh Bridges is too short. And woke motherfuckers get hurt by that. I don't get hurt by that. What the fuck do I care? And let me tell you, a lot of bitches think that shit. Every dude walks in the room, thinks he can beat my ass, and other chick's like, hey, where's your taller, bigger, more handsome brother? And it doesn't bug me in the slightest. Now, it does when you're 16. When you're 16, it hurts like a motherfucker. But now, not at all. It's who I am. Happy Thanksgiving, Seven. Thanks for all the content, Monday. Of course, Kevin. Oh, sorry, Matt. I steamrolled you. What were you going to say? Oh, I was just going to say that since 2009, um, your body of work speaks for itself. If they want to try to paint you as some sort of, uh, you know, sexist or misogynist towards women, all they have to do is look no further than behind the scenes when they see that the camera time was equal amongst men and women in a sport that would predominantly say that would have been focused around men at the time because it was racing, you know, fitness for exercise or uh, exercise for time. And um, you created that platform that gave men and women an equal opportunity in the same exact light for them to build their brands for them to have equal pay and all that stuff way before that was cool. So, And I've talked openly about how intimidated I was by the female athletes openly every year. I've talked about it and, and, and how hard it was for me to interview them. 
openly. I think they're fucking amazing. But it, and, and, and you would be intimidated too. Fucking oh, yeah. with Sarah Sigmund's daughter, fucking all sweaty and glistening, fucking <laughs> muscles popping out into everywhere, fucking angels like flying around her eyeballs and shit. Everyone's staring at her. You're going to go over there and ask her what she had for dinner this morning. You tried fucking that, <laughs> or what she had for dinner last night. Scary as shit. Meanwhile, and, and the men are a little different. Meanwhile, Rich Froney, you walk by him, he puts his arm around you. Tells me I might, he could see my lats through my shirt. Gives me a little chub. He seemed like so, a good dude to work with. Dude, all those guys. All those yeah. guys. Oh. Even, even, even Matt, who would be really aggressive to me down there. He, even him, uh, Belner. Everyone was, when you're down there, everyone's, it's all good. Anything I've ever said negative about the athletes is because I'm intimidated by them. Um, so this hotel I'm at, it's a, uh, it's a Hilton. It's in Los Angeles. It's right by Universal Studios. Everyone who comes here is going to Universal Studios. Not me. I'm just here because of my Hilton honor points. I can stay for free. I would say the mass, the vast, vast majority of people, 90% of them are, uh, extremely obese, like scary obese, like, like, like a smoldering fire, like they're, like they're, they're going to combust in any minute. And, and, and there's thousands of people here and they're all masked. Um, so that's where I'm at. I'm, I'm going back home tomorrow. I'm excited about that. Um, this, is, <laughs> this is just a lot for me to take in. Uh, even the kids are massively obese. Um, Santa Cruz, the town I live in, check this out. They announced a couple of days ago that guests in my house have to wear masks. So if Susan came over to my house, he would have to wear a mask. Did you see that? No, that's, that's our mask. I mean, no one is following that rule, by the way. I mean, like, like I, but, I don't wear, the, I don't wear masks in the store if they tell me to just ignore them. But, but the audacity, hey, and make sure too, you have to hang, I don't know if you got this, but you have to hang the photo of the uh, person in charge of the, uh, the health, um, you know, the health institution on your wall to make sure you bow to the dear leader as you uh, enter and leave your home. Yes. Too. Yes. <laughs> Um, casual, you have to say something positive now, or I'm going to make you do a fucking hundred fucking burpees. Speaking of female athletes, tell us more about Kenneth Milton. The thing I want to tell you this about the L1 trainers. I really like the L1 trainers, but what happened between the L1 trainers, Nicole Carroll and Greg Glassman during Floyd 19, Floyd 19 was, um, man, it was bad. And, and it makes me really want to smash all those L1 trainers, send them on it, put them in a rocket ship and send them to Mars. You think uh, some of them regret it now? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone regrets it now. Everyone regrets it now. The, the, and, and, and the ones that don't are, in my mind, lying. Call me delusional. I don't care. Uh, you, this guy, Rose, is going to step down. There's going to be another CEO. It's probably going to come from fucking KFC or fucking McDonald's or SoulCycle. Now this company is just going to be stuck with serial entrepreneurs. The, you should see the person who has my job there now. It's a fucking there, joke. Is there a media? Is there, yes. Even... Yes. And you don't even know it. And you're, you're, an, you're a long-time <laughs> no, affiliate owner of a super no. successful affiliate that has contracts with fire departments, the Air Force. Yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> dude, it's and, – and they're not CrossFitters either. That's the sad uh, part. That's the sad part because everybody that was uh, that was originally involved, especially with the short time that I got to spend at the DDC and stuff like that, they just embodied everything that CrossFit was. And the hilarious thing was is that I had a exposure to some of the people that uh, worked at a HQ by being able to go to the DDC, and it was probably one of the most diverse groups of people that would be working under one roof uh, that you, that you would see. So it's just sad. 
he said diverse. I don't really know that he's going to step down, but if, if I'm a airline pilot and I'm at 30,000 feet and we're having some engine trouble, which I think is a good way to describe the CrossFit community and, and the, the, the current conditions of the affiliates um, because of the um, so-called pandemic protocols that have fucking crippled them. And we're at 30,000 feet and the pilot and with an engine trouble and the pilot says, Hey, I just want to let you guys know that I have some mental health issues. I think that's bad news. I don't think like you, um, I don't think you ever regain the, uh, support of the community this isn't fucking blm that he's fucking running this is crossfit fucking inc these are people who believe in personal responsibility personal accountability what what is the right thing to do if you're a pilot and there's fucking 500 people on board and you're having mental health issues tell your fucking dick in a knot and land that fucking plane and then go cry somewhere there's 500 people there i mean the amount of selfishness egotism and, and you know what i think someone gave just rose a bad advice so i think he has to step down I don't think he has a, um, I don't think you come, I don't think you come back from that. Yeah. I, I think, I think that's what they started that whole thing for. You think he wrote that? You think he wrote the, uh, the email? No, 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 they have, they have a PR guy there. Who's like Rosa's right hand man. And he, he, he facilitates all the drama. He facilitates like he's a professional fixer. He looks for problems. He's like a thief that only can see wallets. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's he's like a tit man that misses just misses all the great asses in the world. I mean, it's uh, it, it, he just he just he, and he just gave Rose a bad advice. Um, holy cow, you sound like you have some issues too. Some issues, some issues. Who doesn't Actually, have I've issues, just, Dan? I've just been throwing <laughs> everything away. <laughs> Is that did um, we Dan, put that link up? Did you put that link? Damn! Why don't you tell me? Why don't Why don't you help me and tell me what my issues are? This when people make ambiguous statements like that, that is also a pointing to your wokeness. That's what they do. That's what um, anytime you uh, you say something but leave out details or facts, that's basically what you're doing. It's, it's this passive aggressive wokeness. Well, so and so was acting inappropriately around girls. What? Now you've planted seeds and everyone goes to the darkest place in their mind of what they did. And Mr. Dan Guerrero, God, I hope you're not related to um, the ghost, Robert Guerrero. He's a good dude. Nothing passive aggressive about him. Uh, you, you, my friend, are uh, – ah, okay, it'll be cool. I think by the ha-ha-ha at the end, he maybe was uh, just uh, joking with us a little bit. I don't know. Good, good. I'm wound up. I'm wound up. Casual sender. He's got he's 50 spin. burpees for winding me up. Casual sender, it was planted in the audience just to get you fired up this morning. <laughs> Stop being condescending. I, I I wish. I don't know how. Cute kid, by the way. Beautiful kid. I say I own an ex um, Daryl Daryl Brooks, the guy who used his car to kill six people and injure sixty-two more this past week. I want to uh, read something about him. He, he, he punched a woman in the face and then ran her over with his vehicle on November 5th. The police, the police arrested him and then he was released on bail on November 11th. So this guy who ran over these six people and killed them and hit 62 more, he was taken to jail for running over a woman just a week earlier and punching her in the face and released on a thousand dollars bail. 
I, just, I learned this from NPR, National Public Radio. Oh, I try wow. to get all my media, by the way, from CNN and NPR. So that way, like, I'm um, towing the line. <laughs> yeah. I just, it, it's like, I, I want to make sure I hear the most biased reporting ever so then I can step back from it. Like, I don't want to go straight to Fox and be like, yep, those are my people. I want to like start there and then go back. I love Sevon. I listened to all the episodes. He's awesome. Just a few sentences. These sound extreme. See, see, look at Dan just winning me over a couple nice words. And I think Dan's the greatest guy ever. I'm over to my house for dinner. I'm going to save a seat for you. Thanksgiving. See how you see what a whore I am. Um, I'm wound up, Dan. This is my second large coffee. Uh, so, so this guy, Daryl Brooks, the week before he killed these six people, he was released on a thousand dollars bail for punching a girl in the face and running her over in a car. How did he get released? Um, but thousand dollars bail. Wow. Uh, at the very bottom of the article that on NPR where they talk about this, um, it says there's a disclaimer from NPR. Some of the facts reported by the media may later turn out to be wrong. Let me read that again. Some of the facts reported by the media may later turn out to be wrong. This is written at the bottom of that fucking article. Um, so I looked up the definition of facts, right? Because they're saying some of the facts reported maybe by the media may be wrong. Facts are something that truly exists. Yeah. Facts are a true piece of information. That's what I mean. Words matter. Words matter. And the people at NPR don't even know how to use words. Maybe they should have said some of the details coming out from the media may be wrong. We're trying. We we apologize. We're trying to get stuff out to you as fast as we can. Yep. It, it was a black man who killed them. Oh, sorry. Later on, we want to tell you it was just a really tan Mexican. Oh no, it was an Indian from India. We thought it was a. Are Indians black men? Like a really dark Indian? Uh-huh. Who cares, right? Um. A uh, couple little bits of house cleaning today. Um, shirts, the uh, the shirt, they got people who are selling our shirts, they tapped. So if you wanted a shirt, you shit the bed. We need a new shirt guy. Um, it needs to be a nice shirt that doesn't um, hang on my uh, like roll and my love handles. So if someone wants to make us a shirt, it's got to be one that kind of fits tight in the shoulders and kind of loose around the chest because those make me look buff. Right, let me show you the shirt. Nice. This isn't that shirt, but this is a different shirt. This is my G Easy shirt. <laughs> you see? Yeah. Shirt shirt makes me look more buff than I really am. So if someone wants to sell shirts for us, it's gotta be like a shirt like that. Um, but unfortunately the guys uh the guys selling our shirts are done, which is sucks because I really like their shirt. I kind of look buff in it. My Filson vest. Did you notice I'm starting to wear vests again, Matt? In the show? I did. The I did. And I also enjoy that because it's nostalgic from the uh, CrossFit podcast. You'd always rock the Filson vest. <laughs> oh, Dan, do, do, you already got me. You already can come over for Thanksgiving. You don't have to talk about my lats. Rich Froney talked about my lats one time to me. And that's, I'm just, I think my lats are godsend. Um, page two. So I was talking to, uh, Hobart, we're talking about the new show and we're talking about how we can make it um, better. And one of the, one of the segments I think we're going to start doing weekly. I told him, I think we need more celebrity shit, more shallow shit. Like let's find like just one thing, like, um, uh, like Kim Kardashian, not being with Kanye anymore and being with, um, what's that guy's name? The weird comedian dude. Yes. And, um, 
that's like, hey, you could be Pete Davidson if you did just way more LSD. Susan. <laughs> Me, I have Pete Davidson, Steve O, Ben Stiller. Yeah. I've got Richard Benson a lot. And then uh, somebody from Australia said I look like uh, some Billy something or other. And I looked it up, but I do kind of look like that guy. So, um, so, uh, so but one of the things I wanted, um, uh, I, was, I was hoping that Hobart or Kate could do is when they do that weekly segment, um, we should have a, se- a segment like that's just about world records. So every week, just world records that were set. So I put world records into my Google alerts. And this week, one of the world records I found is um, uh, turkey fries. So we had the most turkey fry. Uh, we had the largest turkey fry in the history of the planet, I guess. One thousand and fifty-two turkeys in New Orleans. It happened yesterday. Each turkey was fried for fifty minutes. It takes thirty-five minutes for them to cool down, and they fried sixty turkeys at a time until they went through all one thousand fifty-two turkeys by Chef Susan Spicer. And then, bam! That's a little, a little fact. You guys like that? So every week, I was telling uh, Hobart he should have like a world record he talks about, and then some some uh, celebrity shit. What do you think? I think that's perfect. I was looking up to uh, find to share it so we could do a little. It was it was at a um, sheet. Oh. What's funny too is it's at a sheet metal. Uh, it was at a sheet metal factory or something where they did it. You're like, yeah, no duh, <laughs> no duh. Um, why are we seeing? I, I, I in California we're having a ton of just brazen and bold robberies. And what they're doing is it's these groups of people, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 100. And they're going into malls and they're just robbing shit. And in the article I was reading, they're like, Hey, uh, we wonder why this is happening. And the self-righteous know-it-all that I fucking am. I'm like, we know why it's happening. It's because it's ever since society declared war on our police, they're just not engaging people. Accountability is gone. Accountability yeah. is gone. In California, you're allowed to steal. Do you know that if I was told by the, I, I saw a guy rob a bike from a like a 80, 80 year old Chinese woman who was from China. She'd only been in the country for like a month. And I was with my mom and he robbed her bike. She got off her bike and this homeless guy fucking rolls up and grabs it. And I start chasing. And um when when I when I come back and I didn't catch him. And when I come back, the police are I'm like, I'm fucking so wounded. I was like so tired. And the police are like, uh, I'm giving the police report. And they're like, I was like, hey, sorry. Um, if I would have caught him, I would have just, if I could have even gotten close enough to jump on him, I would have jumped on him on the bike. I would have done anything to get him off the bike. And they're like, hey, you know, if he would have hurt him, and they start lecturing, lecturing me, mm-hmm. if I would have hurt him, I could have been charged. Yep. This is just like, yeah, this is crazy. And then, and then um, uh, my, my, my friend, Garth Taylor, um, there's a day in Santa Cruz called Garth Taylor Day. He's also like the first um, black, uh, heavyweight black belt white guy to win the Brazilian World Jiu-Jitsu Championships in Brazil. Um, he's a celebrity in Santa Cruz. He's my kid's jiu-jitsu instructor. He was at a fucking ATM machine. The guy pulled a knife on him to rob him. The police caught the guy. And a week later, he's out. I, I, I really don't know what the fuck is going on, but that... Ever since we declared war on the police, ever since we let BLM take control of our police, even ever since that we're like, this whole society for some reason thinks because there's not more bad police than there are bad people. Do you know what I mean by that? So let's say one out of every hundred people is a bad person. In police, it's one out of every thousand people. And you just have to accept it. 
you mm-hmm. idiots who are trying to fix it, like to, to the extreme level you are, are the same idiots who are making the COVID policy in Australia and New Zealand. You have a policy that's not possible. People have to die from COVID. And you have a policy that's impossible to, um, to, to actually execute on and to be successful with. There's no exit strategy in New Zealand or Australia. You're never going to no. wipe out the virus altogether. Yep. Yep. It, it, there's nobody in, but what I mean by they is like, as far as and our, same with you the know, police. politicians, you're never going to get rid of all the bad police. You just aren't. Yeah, exactly. So and acting like, like there's one bad cops and then we declare war on all cops. And now we have people robbing fucking balls because cops don't want to engage. And how many, how many, um, how many stops do you think police officers make in the United States on a daily basis, right? Every cop, every stop possible, how many thousands of stops that are happening? And if it was really that big of an issue, you would have stuff happening all the time, all the time. And, 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 and as a, as a 49 year old man, I don't need police to be nice to me. I just need them to do their job. Right. I don't need them to be nice to me. Right. Show I don't need bees to be, I don't need bees to be nice to me either. I need them to do their fucking job and pollinate shit. Yeah. Uh, Wouldn't your math still be one in a hundred police since they still are people? I love your thinking. I love your thinking. But different people go to different jobs, right? And these people are trained when they have, um, but I really do like your thinking. It is just all people. There are no demons here. There is no evil. There is no good. It's just people. And when we say the government and the Illuminati and the elite, we're we're just, we're just, it's not what's really going on here. It's not true. It's just right. people. But, but, but what I'm saying is, is that um, there is a um, – the people who want to be Mickey Mouse at Disneyland, there is a higher pension for those people to be child molesters. No, I just made that up. But <laughs> I, I use that as a metaphor for like I don't think – I think that police in general are better people than your, than your, um, than your average person. Just like um, firemen might be more fit than your average person or and the, the, truth um, of the people in the Air Force are less likely to have uh, uh, vertigo. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, and the, the truth of the matter is, is a lot of those good people that were going to that job are no longer interested in going to that job because of the way that the police officers have been painted here. I have the pleasure of working with lots of police officers. They're members of my gym. I have the pleasure of working with lots of firefighters. And these individuals are not normal. What I mean by that, in a sense, is they have a mindset that when they see something happening, they don't look, they don't blame, they don't wait, they act. They take the the personal responsibility to go and offer help immediately above and beyond their own safety and everything else that's going on. And that's, that's unique. That's a unique mindset. I wish there were more of them and more support for them. Me too. Um, have you ever interviewed Susan as a guest takes his journey? It's funny you say that, Justin, because my sister was asking me yesterday. She's like, is, is Susa, he, he seems like such a wholesome, nice guy. And um, he is a very wholesome, he is a very nice guy, but he's not wholesome. And by that, I mean, he, uh, there's a lot of uh, wear and tear on those tires. Um, he's had them retreaded a few times in his life, like I have. And uh, yes, I think that uh, as we get to know Susan more and more, we will be, um, uh, we will learn about those sort of obstacles and hardships that were thrown at his life. The Bay Area is not an easy place to grow up. I mean, it's not, it's not, it's not hard. It's not like fucking Kenya, but a, a lot of shit can get crazy here. A lot of mm-hmm. shit. There's a lot of shit. Um, so I was looking at murders in, um, Chicago yesterday. They have murders in Chicago. Of, I'm sorry. They have murders in Chicago. 
They do. They do. There's Wait, a bunch there's, of people die there. No, don't the gun laws protect protect them? I thought. <laughs> they should. And I thought there was a gun um, allowed, so I figured there wasn't any crime. Last Wednesday, there was a lady killed in Chicago while visiting her, the memorial of her 14-year-old son who was killed two days earlier. And her other son was also killed two years earlier. And I just found that just crazy. Um, Chicago's had 729 murders already this year um, in, in, in the first 11 months of this year. Just think about that for a second. That's uh, it's, it's, it's nuts. I'm um, 643 of them men, 87 of them uh, women. Um, yeah, it's, a. Uh, uh, it's nuts. It, 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 it's absolutely nuts. And, and I, I would once again say it's because police are not engaging people like they used to. You, they want police to are afraid of it. If they pull someone over that they're going to be accused of being racist, sexist, blah, blah, blah. And I think, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, it's nuts. It's not. There was a time when I also, when I lived in Berkeley, California, and I lived between Oakland and Richmond, and they were like both being touted as kind of murder capitals of the United States. And what's funny is, is when you lived in Berkeley, even though these are the bordering cities, you saw none of the violence. Because if you didn't roll in those hoods, if you didn't hang with those people, you didn't, you didn't get shot, you didn't get killed, you didn't see that. Can you bring Dave on? Dude, Dave has been on the show fucking 20 times. <laughs> But I can't bring him on. He just decides when to come on. <laughs> uh, there was a weekend in Chicago, one weekend, where 107 people died. It was in. It was in this last July. Yeah, 105. Did you say 105 people died yeah. in one weekend? Yeah, yeah, 105 in a weekend in July. It was probably a three-day weekend. But is that nuts? <laughs> a three-day weekend. Not died, murdered. Oh, and I don't mean to laugh at that. That's just like, but that's that's that's. How is that acceptable? Like, I so wanted to compare these numbers to COVID deaths, but I was like, you know what, Sevi, just chill. <laughs> I, want, I want to talk about uh, another article I saw uh, last night. It was talking about injury per thousand hours of working out. And I don't know who writes this stuff. Take this with a huge, huge grain of salt. But in bodybuilding, they said there was 0.24 to one injury for every thousand hours of bodybuilding. Right? So at most, one injury for every thousand hours. Let's say so every three, let's say you worked out an hour every day. You would get injured once every three years. Okay. If you were bodybuilding. Do you know what they classified as injury in that article by any chance? No, no. Okay. Prob- it probably said, but I just probably a soft tissue muscle knot that was ignored because you don't do anything about your recovery, and then you called that an injury. You sound you sound like an affiliate owner. You sound like a trainer <laughs> who cares about people. Um, and then and then with CrossFit, it was 0.75 to three. And what's interesting is they called that three hundred percent more chance of getting injured than bodybuilding, right? Okay, but check this out for running. For running, it was, and this is a great, these are crazy numbers. It was 2.5 to 33. Like they couldn't, even, like, I mean, that's a huge gap. So basically, if you ran every day for a year, they were at the high end, they were saying on average, some of the studies, it, they looked at like 85 studies for this running one. On the high end, one study showed that if you ran every single day for three years, you would have 33 injuries in that, in those three years. 
if you're just a runner. And then on the low end, they said they found 2.5. But either way, these numbers are so minuscule. The difference between 0.24 and 0.75, even though it's 300%, it's still like, it's, um, it's nothing. It, it, it's misleading to say you're three hundred percent more ch- you're you have a three hundred percent more chance of getting injured by CrossFit. I believe. Yeah, yeah. Oh, extremely misleading. And then what's the uh, statistic on uh, old guys playing basketball at the YMCA? Guaranteed ACL tear. Like, you know. Right. Right. I mean, I mean, if you play women's soccer, you're you are injured. It's it's a hundred percent. Yep. It's a high, yeah. yeah. Um, have you ever been so i used to take my truckload of equipment to the park we had a park by my house that had a 400 meter track and bullet bars greatest park ever um and actually i'll tell you a funny story i actually thought it was a 400 meter track but it was a 300 and like 33 meter track and so i thought for the longest time i could run a 400 meter sprint in under a minute it was fucking embarrassing so come train with me you'll pr your 400 meter guaranteed and so I used to take a truckload of shit there every every day, and uh, and and I had probably I probably had like ten people who I didn't know who I just met at the track who became my regular just clients, and I didn't charge them. And I thought there was a chance I would open um, an affiliate, but then I started working for CrossFit uh, more and more, and then I became media director, and then I became rich, and now fuck that. Any questions? <laughs> <sighs> Now you're a crypto uh, investor, baby. That's what oh, you got. Yeah, let's your see side business. Let's see consulting. <laughs> let's see what my um. Uh, let me see. Let me see what my crypto is doing today. You guys want to see my crypto? crypto. Oh man, everything's up today except well, almost everything's up today. Just dabbling, just dabbling. Oh yeah, look at you. Oh, top one's down nineteen percent. It's all right. The other ones are making out. Oh, yeah. did you put more money into that, or is that all gained? No, I put a little bit more yesterday. Uh, I probably put. I bought like, um, and I like I told you, I only buy like in ten dollar and twenty dollar chunks. So yesterday, yep. I, um, the the ones that were the five lowest, I bought ten dollars in each of them. Uh, seven one is CrossFit training going to give you a promo code for L one course like enter seven ten for ten percent off? Yeah, sure. They should. They should. They should. They should. I'm telling you, you guys should all take your L one before that thing gets woke. It's only a matter of time, dude. I yeah. am thinking, joking. There's going to become a time when they're not going to allow girl wads because it's sexist. Or I mean, it's coming. It's coming. Dylan, my Damn, man. Dylan. Dylan. Dylan Val, I want to meet Dylan Val. Yeah, we should give Dylan the link so he can jump in real quick and say hi. How do I know I'm a prostitute? Because Dylan gives the most money. That I want to meet him. <laughs> you and I are like, you're on the show. <laughs> <laughs> you bought your way onto the show. It only costs nine ninety nine. Souza is at CrossFit Livermore right now. That is his gym. They're doing a Thanksgiving wad today. At, um, are they going right? Is class going right now, Souza? No, it starts at eight. Eight. And so it's going to be a pretty short show today. We're going to get off here in the next uh, 10 minutes. Um, I'm going to run back upstairs to my kids. I think they're eating uh, bacon and eggs up in the room right now. Then I'm going to my Orthodox Jew uh, in-laws um, 
Thanksgiving with the kosher and all the fucking ton of awesome, super smart kids. Uh, check out if you want to see more shots of the hotel. You can check out my Instagram at uh, not the real stuff on podcast, but the stuff on the toasting one. You can see some. There's some cool jumps Avi did from there from the stairs. I did in slow motion, and I think that pretty much sums up the show. I do. Um, I uh, I think it's important that every every day at least once you guys we try to be nice to someone who was mean to us, um, and where our initial reaction is to be mean back. And I think that um, who cares how it affects the world? But you, I've never been like someone's been mean to me, and then I'm nice to them, and I'm like, shit, I shouldn't have done that. I should have been meaner to them. I've never, ever, ever. It's like working out. I've never like worked out and been like, damn, I shouldn't have done that. Right. Well, you know what I mean. I'm not talking about like, uh, hurting yourself or injuring yourself. Um, hey, just so you know, when you guys give the money, I can't tell you how happy it makes uh, me. It's, it's crazy cool. Um, I'm not comfortable um, accepting it. Um, but we have two guys named Caleb and Will who uh, help us for free. And we, every cent that we get, we've been starting, we've been saving. And we're going to use to make the podcast bigger and bigger and to, pay, to eventually pay the guys who are helping us. And, um, you know, the, just so you know, the cost of the podcast or the, the software StreamYard and the hosting of it on Buzzsprout. And then I just started uh, an LLC in California that cost 800 bucks. And so, and then we were nice enough. The guys at Barbell Jobs were awesome. They gave us a, a good sponsorship and I'm pretty happy with. And um, we haven't spent any of that money yet, but Matt and I are trying to figure out how to, and eventually I would love to pay Kate and James. And Matt and I are the last people to, um, to try to make out. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'd love to fucking make millions of dollars from this but we're, we appreciate what you guys are doing we do see this as right now as, as a family um i try to answer all my dms uh but the goal is, is just to get to 500 shows and, and add value to people's lives um i think matt and i both learned that from being in the crossfit community from what we learned by from greg glassman about just do the right thing for the right reasons for the right people so that's what we're that's what we're doing but katie like i really appreciate that Thank and that money you know we're using that to just try to make the show better and better and we do take it very serious to do a show like this is really hard for me to leave home for three days and that's why i'm doing a show in the lobby of the hilton here because it is really hard to, to to not um follow through and be consistent for you guys and have some content for you guys hmm Dennis asked what happens after 500 shows. Uh, 500 more, baby. <laughs> yeah, uh, who knows? Hey, well, uh, this was a random idea that I was uh, talking about with a, uh, a couple of my buddies uh, last night. And we were saying, you know how they, they, they like news shows or different um, shows will send people out on the street to like ask questions and do stuff? You know what I mean? What if we, yeah. did, that at, what if we did that at CrossFit competitions? So give me an example of what that looks like. So you would come up, like, we would ask people certain questions, and I would stand there, and we'd go, hey, you're at Wadapalooza. What do you guys think about whatever? And then we just, like, build compilations of it. Oh, and then just run those on the show later? Yeah, like yeah, a whole all segment. all that shit would be good. You could just hit the all, button and, like, doing, it plays a few of them. I want to start doing crank calls. Thank you, Olsen dudes. Nice sons. Um, oh, I want to start dude, doing crank calls. Um, when, so when we came to this Hilton, my wife asked, Hey, like, uh, cause we had heard that in LA, you can't eat 
unless you have a show of vaccine passport. So she was like, Hey, she called the hotel and she's like, Hey, can we get into the hotel? Cause we're not, we don't have any of that shit. And, uh, she's like, Hey, what do we need to get into the hotel? And the guy's like, just a credit card and a valid ID. We're like, okay. <laughs> and I go, Hey, ask money, bro. Tell him your husband's, tell him your husband's black. Ask him if you can get in with a black husband. And then I go and tell him your kids are Jewish. Ask him if Jews are allowed. And so I want to start doing crank calls and just be like, so I'm a black man. Am I allowed in your restaurant? And I just want to start doing crank calls like that on a weekly basis oh and play God. them for you guys. I, I think they'll be so funny. Wad Zombie, our favorite meme meme account. Wad Zombie. Yeah, I had some the morning chalk up. Uh, if he said it was a trashy Hollywood magazine, that cover that was made, that was hilarious. Good work. <laughs> that was, that oh, was amazing. That was awesome. I want to see. Let me see. You finding it? You want to pull it up? I wonder if. Uh, oh, I don't have two screens. Darn. Um, and and we're always open to other. Pe- sure. Thanks. Do you have two screens, Susa? No, but I I just make it work. I just jump over the tab. Like I can't see you right now. Oh, okay, gotcha. I see what you're doing. Um, we're always open to people. Um, any anything like if yeah, jerky boys, right? If someone made something like that, we would publish it. Like we would like you want to do some crank calls and record them. I mean, you saw what that guy did from the UK um, on the news show. He made those um, recordings that were uh, for Kate Gordon. Those are awesome. Anyone who wants to make something like that, funny like that, do something like that, send it to me in my DMs, email it to me, and uh, and we'll use it. Yeah, this is great. The Fraser face gets me. That's hilarious. Oh, wait. Yeah, look at we you, have a new How screen. did he do that? How did he make Fraser fat? I, I have no idea. Photoshop, how obviously. Did you do that? Maybe it's a filter. <laughs> Maybe it's not even him. <laughs> Man, Casual, you are just on a roll. I'll, 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 I'll talk to you about Sean Woodland for a second. So I had Sean Woodland on the Sevon podcast, uh, on the CrossFit podcast, and when I worked at CrossFit Inc., um, when I worked at CrossFit Inc., uh, Sean Woodland was one of the nicest people I knew. He was always a and he was a gentleman, and I didn't have any like long conversations with him. But the, the few like I would see him every day, or every other day, or once a week, once a month, or whatever, and I would say hi to him. He'd say hi to me. Maybe we'd shoot the shit. I used to see him in the gym. He's a fucking, he's a fucking beast. Um, and then I had him on the Seven Pod or on the CrossFit podcast, and he was awesome. He was really, really, really awesome. And when I would have Tommy on, he was not awesome. When I'd have a, a Tommy Marquez on, he was not awesome. He was a, a hostile know-it-all dickhead. And 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 maybe that was because it was just pushing up against my my Seven Matosian hostile know-it-all dickhead. But anyway, um, but I didn't care that he, he was a no. I I still would. I had. Uh, Tommy on, I, I don't care if someone's a know-it-all dickhead. I can still like you. And, um, and I would have him on multiple times, but, um, but, uh, what happened was, and I've said this about Dan Bailey and, 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 and Julie Fouché and, and all these people, you have to remember that we had a live shooter come into the office and that's a metaphor. And I got to see how everyone reacted. I got to see who ran for the door, who protected the old people, who grabbed their wallet, who pushed someone in front of the live shooter. We had a fucking incident happen at CrossFit Inc. that pushed everyone to their brink. And um, during the whole Floyd 19 cancel thing, and I got to see how everyone behaved. And I just saw really, really, sloppy cowardice behavior. 
I don't want to, I don't want to start this up and, and be guilty of what I accused um, people of doing in the beginning of the show where like, where you bring something up and then you leave it ambiguous and you think the worst. But basically when I would see the reports of what Sean or Tommy or Julie Fouché or Dan Bailey or what they were saying, and, and the list goes on and on. When I would see these lists of how people reacted during um, the Floyd 19 attack, it, it, it's hard for me to have uh, respect for these people. It, it, respect's not the right word. It changed your perception of them. <clears throat> Made me angry, man. Yeah. Made me fucking angry. Like I, Made me I fucking think... angry. It wasn't. It wasn't who. It wasn't who I who they portrayed. And, and if I want to be an arrogant asshole, asshole, I want to say it wasn't who they portrayed themselves as. But the truth probably is more like it wasn't who I thought they were. They didn't right. live up to the standards I held them to. Right. And um, so I, uh, uh, it's um, and, and I'm going through like a healing process of that. I want to fucking love everybody. And I and I can tell you, Sean was always fucking crazy nice to me in the office. And so when I saw, um, you know, uh, some of his reactions afterwards which you can watch on his podcast from that time i didn't um i didn't i didn't appreciate it i didn't um i didn't think it was true to who he had said he had been or or like i said more accurately who i expected him to be so it's not really his fault it's just my shit it's my world right and everyone's living in it. that's all of you it's your world and everyone's just living in it you can make yep. them good guys or bad guys and, and sure. like I, the last two years I've made a lot of bad guys and now I'm, just, I'm slowly changing the script on it a little bit because it, it's better to have make a world full of good guys. And that's what I was going back to what LeBron should do. LeBron should make, he can make more good guys in the world for all of us. He has that power yes. to transmute yeah. them. Yeah. Um, that, that always frustrates me with people with that much. Is that a word? Transmute? Sorry. Uh, go ahead, I'm the wrong person to ask. I make up words all the time. So. <laughs> I think that's like, a, isn't transmute like what Jesus did or something? Transmute, transmute. No, I was just saying it always. It's just always frustrating when people have that much power. In power, maybe is the wrong word, but that much influence and that much sway within a group of people or a culture, and they don't use that power for you know some sort of positivity. And I don't want to say good because good is also a perception sometimes, right? But yeah. I, it, you know, just generally like positive, and you could feel it. It either lowers your conscious level when you're acting out of a place of fear, anxiety, or anger, or if you're acting out of a place of a. Uh, of love and courage and humility, you have a higher conscious level and you can feel it. You know it. Well said. Um, transmute to change or alter in form or appearance or nature and especially to a higher form. So maybe I did use it right. You should have one of those people on and talk about what happened. You should have your mom on. How's that, Connie? Uh, you seem rather nice towards Nicole. She clearly threw Greg under the bus. Yeah, that's, you're, you're right. I, I, I'm conflicted. You're right. I, I have not opened up about uh, Nicole. Um, you're right. You 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 are absolutely right. All right. Uh, Will is a bad influence on me. I love Will. Will and Caleb, great dudes. Uh, Caleb's the one question. who makes our clips, and Will is the uh, for the longer clips. Will's the one who runs our Instagram. And by the way, these are just people we met on here. Just two just regular, dudes. Regular bros. I think one of the guys is in the Air Force. Oh, right? really? I don't know. Isn't one Caleb in the Air Force? Or one, one of them is in the Air Force. I'm not sure. All right. And one of them works at uh, works for a big tech company. Big tech company. I was about to say, but I probably shouldn't. <laughs> Your kids are cute. Thank you. Yoslina. Thank you. They are uh, extremely cute. 
they are dope. I could, I, I, I wish I should just do a show singing their praises. Did you see it? Did you see it? I saw one in the wild. <laughs> Somebody Dude. made a comment on here, and it was like you're you're like a Jorge Ventura re- reporting on the front lines about the LA, and I was like, that's what it sounded like. <laughs> Dude, I, I, I'm in the I'm in the lobby, right? And there's a whole fucking breakfast scene going on behind me here. And there's a table over here where they, there's kids eating breakfast. There's kids eating breakfast, and they have their masks still on, but they have them here. You gotta have it at the ready. And I'm over Wait, here that's... foaming at the mouth, putting on a fucking show on Streamyard. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Oh my god, I can't. All right, uh, love All you guys. Right. I gotta uh, jump Sue's out. Just headed off to class. Um, yes. Just so you guys know, so tomorrow, out. tomorrow there won't be. Oh no! Tomorrow night, uh, Susan and I will try to do another show. Um, I think it'll probably be just another live call-in show. We'll have the, the number back up. I'll see if I can get a guest for tomorrow night. Maybe we can get Josh Bridges. Maybe it'll be over at the Seven and Josh podcast, and we can give you guys some information on that. Peace and love.